Hello, friends. This is the Neatarts Friends Church podcast. We are Jesus people, Kingdom of God people, welcoming, yearning, sharing. And we're glad you're connecting here with us. We'd love to connect in person as well. If you're inclined to support this podcast or for more information, just hop on over to neatartsfriends.org. That's neatartsfriends.org. Let's jump into today's sermon. Hello, friends. There's this fascinating short story in the book of Acts, and it's actually summed up in a single line, Acts 9.43. It says, Peter stayed in Joppa for many days with a tanner named Simon. Now, tanners handled animal corpses all day long. It didn't matter that they turned these corpses into something useful, like wine skins or sandals or parchment to write letters or bags for traveling. That really didn't matter. Tanners held a very low social status among Jewish people. You see, it wasn't only that they were handling animal corpses. They used animal dung. They used poop to be a part of the tanning process. Animal dung was used in the tanning process. And so tanners were known for how bad they smelled. They were considered unclean, ritually unfit. In fact, they were given an exemption for ever making any kind of a religious pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Some sources say that tanners were even forbidden in Jerusalem. Like the religious community is saying, uh, not only do you not have to come, you are not allowed to come worship here in Jerusalem. Nobody wanted a tanner around. They were an irritant to everyone. And think physical gag reflex. If you've ever been around someone who, or a place that smells so bad that you're just gagging. Tanners weren't allowed to live within city limits. There were rules and laws about where a tannery could even be located. They had to be so so far out of town, they had to be in a location where the prevailing wind blew the stink of rotting flesh away from town, not into town. So any pious Jew would never stay with a tanner because they would be they would become ritually unclean. Given the patriarchy of the culture, women in the Jewish community were not allowed to divorce their husbands. But there was an exception, and that was the wives of tanners. See, if the wife of a tanner could not stand being married to that tanner, presumably because of the smell, then she was given an exemption. And the Mishnah, the Jewish oral tradition, said that If the wife of a tanner asked for a divorce, the tanner was obliged to divorce her, uh, which is 
just really radical and strange in that time with that patriarchy. But the mission, there it is in the Mishnah. So given that information, listen to this short little verse again. Acts 9.43, Peter stayed in Joppa for many days with a tanner named Simon. Here was a guy who probably never had guests in his home. He had space, but no guests because nobody wanted to stay with a tanner. Now let's add a layer to the story. It was against Jewish law for Jews to associate with or to visit Gentiles. Peter was the guy who led the entire Jewish community of Jesus followers to realize that God's love was never meant to stay in-house. It was never meant to stay within the Jewish community. Uh, it's ironic, you can find this message much earlier in the book of Jonah. And Jonah starts out from Joppa, the same community. But the, the community hadn't gotten it. And so uh, they, they were not realizing that God's love isn't meant to stay in-house. It is meant to extend beyond their borders to outsiders, to the unclean, to the Gentiles. And so it happened that while Peter was staying with Simon the Tanner in the midst of unclean dead animal corpses all day long that Peter had a vision. His vision, you can find this in Acts chapter 10, it's heaven opened and Peter saw animals of every kind. And there was a voice that was telling Peter, get up, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. And so Peter is seeing this vision over and over. He's trying to figure out what does this mean. And meanwhile, there's a knock on the door. And it was a Gentile. It was the servants of Cornelius the centurion, a Roman, uh, and his relatives and his servants and friends. They're all gathering and saying, Peter, we want to have you over, and we want to know more about your God. And so through this experience of this, this vision, plus at the same time having this invite from Cornelius the centurion, Peter realized that God does not show favoritism, that God accepts those from every nation and he realized that he should not call anyone impure or unclean. And so Peter went on to share this new vision with the community of Jewish believers. And it was a massive turning point in the story. This is a massive turning point in the story of the early church. The community of believers, Jewish believers, turned towards people and opened their arms to people 
who they had been turned away from for centuries. They turned towards them. God was not only addressing Peter's gag reflex, God was addressing the community of believers' gag reflex. And it all started with Acts 9.43. Peter stayed in Joppa for many days with a tanner named Simon. Now, I can't help noticing that Peter spent every day for weeks, maybe months, around these unclean dead animals. And then he had this life-changing vision about killing and eating unclean animals. Can you see the connection? It's like he was having a vision of something that had been stirring and brewing for a very long time. His physical and social gag reflex had already been in the process of being adjusted for quite some time. So the question comes, what about us? God has a way of bringing people into our lives and bringing us into other people's lives And those people contribute to God helping us dream new dreams and helping us see new directions and helping us open ourselves to new extensions of God's love. And on one level, those people stretch our gag reflex. On one level, those people are annoying and irritating and gross. And we think that they are the person who needs the help that they must be lonely and dirty and they need to get their life together. And I wonder if Peter thought that's what he was doing with Simon. I wonder if he thought he was helping Simon the Tanner. And for us, spending time with these kinds of people doesn't feel like anything earth-shattering. It just feels humdrum. But underneath all of that, underneath the surface... Sometimes God has something else brewing. God is cooking up a way to expand our heart, to expand our love, so that we can be an extension of God's love. And so the question comes, who are some of the Simon the Tanners in your life? Who are these same kinds of people? And are you staying with them for many days? Or are you trying to get them out of your life and get rid of them ASAP, like most people do? And what if the work that God is doing is bigger? What if it is more expansive than Simon the Tanner getting his life together? What if the work is bigger than you helping whoever your tanner is, what if it is about your heart? Love you, friends. Thank you for joining us for a Sunday sermon from Neatart's Friends Church. 
We hope you'll join us soon for one of our in-person worship gatherings. For more information, hop on over to neatartsfriends.org. God's peace be with you, friends.